Hello and welcome to Podcast Industry Experts, your monthly slice of podcast industry news served with a side of expert opinions. I'm Matthew Stevens, the head of marketing and content strategy here at Queued Up Audio. And I'm Don Luckenball, the lead audio engineer and owner of Queued Up Audio. Together, we're your podcast industry experts. On the first Friday of every month, we'll be breaking down what the latest podcast news actually means for podcasters and talking shop with other podcast industry experts. From current events to the latest statistics and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Podcast Industry Experts, your bite-sized place for all the podcast industry news and opinions directly from myself, Matthew Stevens, as well as my co-host, John Luckenball. John, how you doing today? Matt, I am doing okay. Where the heck is spring? I know, right? We just had a snow squall like yesterday, and it's like 12 degrees outside right now. That's not April Fool's, right? And that's, and that's not a joke. <laughs> as always, the first Friday of every month is when we put out our episodes of the Podcast Industry Experts. Just kind of covering some of the news that happened over the previous month, some things that uh, we feel you as professionals and as podcast creators need to know in order to better plan out your podcast and better make your own decisions as you move forward. And John, we've got some pretty good news here. Uh, We've got some YouTube news later on. LinkedIn started its own podcast network. But first, let's start off with. Maybe the the great grandpa of podcasting, Apple. Apple finally did a little something. Apple Podcasts did an update, and uh, a handful of things got changed. If you are an Apple Podcast user, you might have seen this already. But what they've done is they've added follower metrics, so you can see that in Apple Podcast Connects for both uh, the people that are following you and aren't following you. Improved analytics features, including new follows over a certain time frame, and the time listened both for followers and not followers, as well as Apple now finally supports MP3s. And if you have an Apple subscriptions account with them on your Apple Podcast Connect, you can now get direct support from Apple to do things like uh, just kind of help you jumpstart your subscriptions help you go ahead and manage some of those things, uh, as well as just a little bit of tech support if you need it. So a little extra helping hand from Apple as long as you are driving subscriptions to them. So some decent news. But John, I want to get your thoughts on it. What what do you think of those supposedly massive changes from Apple? What year is this? 2022? (laughs) I believe this is only news, Matt, because it is Apple. For example, we're not going over the new outlay of Overcast, right? That might be important too, but the only reason we're covering this is because it's Apple. But are these changes really great? I mean, I I think that's a really good question. Follower metrics, while everyone's praising them for like, oh, finally, you can see what followers are doing. I mean, Spotify's been doing that for, for, what, a year minimum now. You know, if you're trying to compete for the, the big spot in podcasting, you're losing. And then on top of it, I mean, most apps at this point allow you to some version of follower metrics, some version of what are your subscribers or your estimated subscribers, some analytics features over a time frame, over different things like that. Time listened is is a pretty normal one across the board. 
None of these things are new and exciting. It's things that everyone else has been doing for the longest time. And, and John, I think your point about what year is it is accurate. This feels like a 2017-2018 move, not a 2022 move. I mean, is there any other app that doesn't allow you to browse shows by season and filter them by status and stuff? Like, I, I mean, we haven't even gotten to that point of it yet. But yeah, one of their other moves in updating the Apple Podcast app is you can now filter your podcasts by downloaded, played, saved. You can now feature seasons. So for those people that have been putting out individual seasons, Apple will finally show it. Apple themselves kind of rolled this out very quietly, so they don't seem to be patting themselves on the back. Just everyone else related to Apple seems to be going, look, look what they did. Look what they see. They're helping podcasters. I'm continually disappointed by what Apple is doing in podcasting, especially since they kind of had a death grip on on the industry as a whole when it first started, obviously being you know the first people to the party. They have put out their major stuff and then kind of have rested on the laurels, which is why you've seen apps like, you know, Spotify specifically gun for them and then overtake them by most measurements. Now, the fact that you couldn't sort your what season you wanted to listen to in your podcast is just it seems like a a five minute fix. I know it's not. I really know it's not when you're pushing it to hundreds of millions of devices worldwide. But Boy, does that just seem like something they should have done a year to five years ago. Just like accepting MP3. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Your iPod Shuffle, your iPod Nano or whatever has been accepting MP3s for how long? But you can't listen to a podcast that way. That's really my question right now, John, is, you know, with stuff like that, MP3 support, the improved analytics features, being able to dictate which season you want to listen to in an app, this it doesn't seem like big developmental work. So why are they just waiting? Why are they why aren't they moving as fast? It kind of has to seem, at the very least to me, it seems an awful lot like the team's just small. Like Apple doesn't not that they don't care about it, but they certainly aren't investing the time and resources they are into any other project at this point. We've said that on other episodes too, Matt, where they're just investing more into Apple TV and Apple Watches and other features under the Apple line that that makes more money for them, I guess. There was a point in time in which Apple was, despite being a hardware manufacturer, obviously, with, with the old you know Macs and all of their previous devices, they've really seemed to kind of lean into that really heavily over the last decade of, we're a hardware manufacturer. We, we do software just enough to support it, but like, we want you buy in $500 watches and you know, several thousand dollar phones and and that type of stuff. We don't we don't really care about the nickel and dime five dollars, ten dollars here and there. But then Apple TV goes completely against that. So part of me wonders what their end game is, or if the left hand's talking to the right hand at all, type of thing, or if this is all ultimately a push for. You know, we've seen this with with uh, Valve in the gaming space with their separate things. Apple's there's been a lot of talk about them trying to create a car. Well, boy, if you have all of these other things, maybe it makes sense to where you're starting to build it toward that at that point. But again, if you're a podcaster or if you're a podcast creator uh, or a podcast listener, man, it's got to be disappointing to use Apple Podcasts at this point uh, as, a, as an app. People have been predicting the next big move from Apple for over the last, what, three years with not much to show for it on the user side. 
And as a creator, don't rely solely on Apple to grow your podcast. There are many platforms for you to distribute your podcast. Many of them include a more robust package of features and easier tech support than Apple provides. Which is why we always preach, John, to be platform agnostic. So get yourself out on as many apps as you possibly can, specifically apps that support seasons. <laughs> Come on. When do you think was the, the podcast with the first seasons that went to a second season? I mean, how long ago do you think that was? Four or five years ago yeah, at this point? Probably at least. It's got probably even more. It's just, it's 2022, man. You're just now able to sort by season. That's ridiculous. Speaking of getting into the game late, uh, LinkedIn has created a podcast network. If you are not a professional, if you're not on LinkedIn, you're probably going, who, what, where, why, and why do I care? If you are a professional, you might still be asking the same question, but LinkedIn itself has created its own podcast network, John. Amongst everybody else, too. It's interesting. It's going to reach, uh, I don't know, does podcasting need any more business podcasts? I guess everybody needs a new business podcast in their life, right? It'll reach an audience of over 800 million professionals with exclusive podcast programming. And the network will offer a slate of podcasts from leading and emerging creators, including new podcasts from LinkedIn news team and shows from industry leaders like, I don't even know who these people are, Maura Aaron's Melee, Rufus Griscom, Mita Malik, and DC Marshall. Yeah, the company labels it as a quote-unquote pilot program after the success of its Hello Monday podcast. And obviously, the podcasts are going to focus on professionals and business topics. Pretty much what you'd expect from a LinkedIn podcast network if we're being very blunt about it. It's a, a decent-sized investment, too, Matt, $25 million. You got to hand it to them. They're certainly going all in on it, though that 100, 800 million member thing is, I think, more PR than anything else, because I'm sure 800 million people have an account on LinkedIn, but how many people are actually active? And then beyond that, how many people are, are podcast listeners? We've gone over this numerous times, both on this show and on the Queued Up podcast on podcasting, that there isn't a great transition from social to podcast listener. Uh, the conversion there just not fantastic. So LinkedIn seems to be betting on that conversion. Uh, obviously, it's their platform. So you better believe you are going to see podcast ads every time you come on to, to LinkedIn at this point. You don't invest $25 million without going, we are going to run ads everywhere uh, in order to make sure it happens. Now that you mentioned ads, that's one of the things here is that it's going to connect podcasters with sponsorship opportunities. Interesting. LinkedIn has been pushing their ad network for a little while now. Again, if you're a user on LinkedIn, I'm sure you've probably gotten an email from LinkedIn or or uh, when you sign in, it goes, hey, we want to try this out. They, they are going the way of Facebook in that we want to monetize our audience base. So it makes complete sense that you know they're going to be able to incorporate that stuff in there. And if they, they manage to do that, things that Facebook and other apps haven't been able to do as well at all yet, go LinkedIn. Uh, certainly, if you can build your your ad network into podcasts and dynamically inserted content, that would be great uh, if that managed to happen. But, John, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Do, do we really need another business podcast, much less like dozens of them? Just like Apple, you're like a good three, four years too late to get in on the entrepreneur, professional podcast side. Another issue is you've got lots of competition. 
and it's really tough to differentiate. We run into the same issue with potential clients who want to create a new business podcast or interview podcasts. Unless there is a new unique way of doing it, we try to discourage them from doing it for one big reason. There are over 65,000 business podcasts. The question needs to be, what are you bringing to the table that differentiates your show from those other 65,000? Or from those at the top, like How I Built This, Gary V. Audio Experience, Plant Money, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins. If it's an interview podcast, what guests are you going to have that haven't been guests on other business podcasts already? How is your content going to be different than those other 65,000 shows on business? LinkedIn certainly isn't bringing out the big dogs, as it were, in names. They're not going to win on name recognition. It seems like either they've grabbed podcasts that are already doing fairly well, you know, that type of thing. And then I know there has been a spot where, you know, you too can put your podcast on the LinkedIn podcast network, that type of thing. So that's got to be it where they're just they're they're taking submissions and going, oh, you have X number of, of listeners on a on a regular basis. Cool. You're worth having us pay you to, to put it on here. So it seems more of like a sponsorship deal than it does a network per se. Uh, we'll find out over the next coming months, I'm sure, as these podcasts either start to report. We haven't seen any changes. They're not supporting us in any way. Or as time goes on, we will see if that's the message we end up getting or if we get more of the you know, podcasters saying, this is great. They brought me, I saw a 25% bump uh, immediately upon becoming a, a LinkedIn podcast network member. We've grown all these other things. Maybe they are going to be bringing more to the table, but this seems a lot, a lot more like just a sponsorship deal uh, that they're calling a network. Speaking of networks and platforms, John, the final one that we have today is YouTube. YouTube is is up to some good. Uh, they've been reaching out, according to Ashley Carmen at Bloomberg, YouTube is reaching out to creators and networks with grants to create video versions of popular podcasts. They're handing out $50,000 to individuals and between like $200,000 and $300,000 for networks. So not too bad, though. I didn't see a sign-up form anywhere, John. I, I'm I'm down with getting 50K. <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to ask, Matt. I mean, for the grants that we're applying to and the budgets that we're seeing, you know, the two to 300,000 is seems on point, but they have to come to you. So obviously, is this going to go to anybody that is independent or, or on a smaller level? My guess is, yeah, we will see independence. I mean, the fact that 50,000 is going to individuals specifically, like, like they, that's earmarked in that report by uh, Ashley Carmen, leads me to believe they are going to hunt for some independent creators. And certainly YouTube has been a home to independent creators for the longest time. So it makes sense. But are we talking about, you know, are we going to see the, the four to six to one that we are uh, for the networks? You know, six uh, individuals for, for one network to be 300, 300? Or is it going to be one and they're signed with five networks? We'll find out. How do you get your stuff in front of them? Well, and, and that's it. That's it. I mean, as of right now, YouTube is not really kind of making a comment on it so much as this is just the report. But it does follow some other moves. And John, it would not shock me if, if that's exactly it. They're kind of reaching out to the people they want on there 
in order to maximize their dollar, get some big names over initially, both networks and individuals, that will then help to kind of usher in the independent creator and the other networks to go, okay, cool, we have to, we have to keep up. And if you make it popular enough, if you make, certainly if, if individuals and networks are, are reporting that cash money from, from the ads you get on YouTube, you're going to see a lot of people quickly follow in, in that order. It also goes to show you that if you're a podcaster, you need to be on YouTube. We'll go over that a little bit more next week with the, with the Infinite Dial report. But YouTube is the second largest brand that people tune into to listen to their audio behind Spotify. Yeah. YouTube was already kind of hinting at this. So they, they hired Kai Chuck back in October to, quote, manage the large volume of existing podcasts and relationships across the YouTube platform. And then in addition to that, uh, at the end of the year, YouTube Music went audio only for free in Canada but then carved out the ability to listen to audio in the background on your mobile device, which was a formerly premium feature. Those in the United States certainly know if you've, if you've used YouTube at all. Uh, once you go ahead and minimize that, it turns off the sound, which makes it a little difficult to listen to a podcast on. So it seems like YouTube is gearing up for that, uh, is gearing up for being a podcast platform in one way or another, and then certainly by having that video element, they have got something that, you know, the likes of Spotify and Apple and everyone else doesn't have. So that could really set them apart. Now we get back to the whole discussion of what is a podcast, right? But <laughs> at this point, YouTube seems to be saying video makes a podcast just fine. Yeah. You know what? History is written by the victors. That's the truth. And if YouTube turns and makes this into this, congratulations, podcasts are now vlogs. We've been harping on this for quite some time. Get on YouTube sooner rather than later. And it is a lot of work to go about doing that, doing it right. But it is clearly something that if you are an independent podcaster, if you're a network, if you're a business that is starting up a podcast or already has a podcast, YouTube should be in the back of your mind. You should have a plan of attack for, all right, look, we're not going to start doing video right now, but we need a pipeline for it. We need to figure out how we're going to do it and what content's going to go up there. Because really, probably by about, the end of this year, you should have your podcast on YouTube. It would be smart to do so. So very, very interesting stuff there from YouTube. We want to hear what you guys think. Uh, first and foremost, are you using Apple Podcasts? Are you disappointed with the seemingly lack of updates you've gotten, uh, lack of features that it has compared to other apps out there? Lack of support? Lack of support. Uh, from out there. LinkedIn, are you an entrepreneur? Do you have a business podcast? And is that something that you would even consider uh, is jumping on LinkedIn saying, if we're going to, we're just going to throw this out there, saying that LinkedIn goes, hey, we're going to give you X dollars. We are your only sponsors. Congratulations. Would you be willing to do it? Or what, what would it take for you to be on the LinkedIn podcast network? And then finally, YouTube, do you have a podcast on YouTube. Is it video? Is it audio only? What are you doing and what success have you seen from YouTube specifically? Hit us up on social media, wherever you see this at, and let us know. We're, we're interested to hear what you guys are, are experiencing out there in the real world. But John, I think that uh, that does it for this episode. As you mentioned before, we're going to have a very special episode, a bonus episode 
coming up next week. So all you lovely people, make sure to listen on April 8th for our breakdown of the Infinite Dial report from 2022 and all of the interesting facts that we found from there, uh, including, is podcasting stagnating? Go ahead and tune into that episode, that bonus episode next week, and you'll hear the answer. That's all for this month's podcast news and opinions. If you like what you heard or found it valuable, please subscribe to our podcast and leave reviews wherever you get your podcasts at. Also, make sure to check out our other shows, the Queued Up Podcast on Podcast, where I teach you how to make better podcast content, sound better on the mic, and grow your podcast audience. We also have Cover to Cover, our podcast all about audiobooks. From writing to marketing, host Isabel Mongeau helps independent authors turn their traditional books into top-selling audiobooks. And as always, check us out on Twitter at QDUP Audio, and go to our blog at mypodcastagency.com for even more great podcast advice and opinions.